0: Yep. Good morning. <laughs> hey, Joyce, we're back. I wonder what it would be like if we did this at night. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, my gosh.
1: Who oh. knows?
0: I have, I have to have my red cup of coffee by my side um, in order to do this. So I was reflecting because someone recently complimented me on my work you know, throughout the delays Mm -hmm. group. And they said, you were so, um, you had no fear. And I thought you're crazy. (laughs) I had fear all the time. Um, but I'll tell you what overrode the fear for me would be excitement about an idea. And it would be an idea that kind of fit. So I, I, um, And this ties into a larger theme that we'll do another time, which is, this is the time for OD and HR to lead to, in fact, I used to say serve two thirds of the time, whoever wants, whatever they want, facilitate 28,000 meetings in order to earn the one third of goodwill to do something bold. But there's two things involved in that. I I really, um, unless it's a very long-term relationship with an outside consultant, I would never have gotten the information and the intuitive hit for a bold move, living outside, working outside. But anyhow, I thought it might be fun to talk about uh, bold things that that we did or dreamed of or and why?
1: So uh, we'll jump into it. I, I have a, a reaction to your setup of this conversation. When, when you spoke about, uh, you know, uh, uh, two-thirds serving and then mm-hmm. one-third really moving and being bold, uh, that's not easy to do because I, I think that my own experience is there's more than enough work in that serving that you could almost get intoxicated by because I'm doing so much good. Look how busy I am. Mm-hmm. Look at the impact I'm having on this meeting. Uh, it, it takes a discipline because that can fill your calendar and your people's calendar. So your, your formula uh, to me really hit home because yes. it's when I was in that balance, it, it freed me up to do things that, uh, as you just described, uh were were scary and had a lot of fear. So do you have an example? Well, who knows.
0: Um <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> there was always um excitement about the idea often overrode the fear. And I think fear yes. and excitement are really hard to differentiate. Um but yeah, I'll try to yes, I have. <laughs> I also there's that boldness they talk about self as the instrument of change or whatever, whatever the OD language is for that. Um, I think those I made a lot of uh, intuitive, authentic things in a moment that caused a great shift. And I remember when I didn't listen to that voice, I don't know if I wanna share every darn thing that was horrible. When I didn't listen to it, and I'll give you an example of listening to it, I was two weeks into the Hannaford Brothers and they were bringing together all the store managers and everybody talked about the (coughs) VP of retail, Roger Hoyt, with fear. Roger. With fear. Uh, Because he was um, stern. and usually right. And I, they said, we're going to do something on customers and we're going to talk about customers. And I said, how about we bring in some customers? <laughs> Let's not talk <laughs> about them when they're not in the room. And so we set, I don't know if you remember this, we put like 12 customers from different stores up on stage. Yes. And um, I got scared. And we had a, a guy, of sale of automobiles salesperson there jolly john to talk about customer service he was going to be our speaker and um i got cold feet right as it was to begin i thought joyce you've only been here two weeks and everybody is terrified of bringing real customers in in front of roger (laughs) and how many uh, store managers would there have been then
1: then. probably yeah i was going to say somewhere north of 100 for sure yeah
0: Yeah. So they were, there I was, the 12 people were on stage. Roger was pacing with his three by five card to uh, catch somebody doing something wrong or saying something wrong or whatever. (laughs) And uh, I was not on the stage. The customers were, and I mean, I was really frozen. And so I, I, I don't know why I did it, but I knew I had to get rid of that frozen energy so i asked all the store managers to stand up and turn around and face the back of the room and then and i you must have been there but anyhow then when i said now when you turn around because i said this is my first time here doing this i want you to turn around on the count of three and clap that, pretending it's the end of our time together and I did a really good job <laughs> <laughs> and you know what Roger loved it they turned around and they clapped and I said thank you I'm so glad it was <laughs> good, good for you
1: yeah. you know jo- Joyce isn't uh, she isn't kidding about what a bold step this was because I guarantee you and I was there I remember Jolly John oh my god and uh, I think people had two eyes pointed in the different direction, half looking right at Roger to see his reaction, right? And then the other half kind of getting into it. And once they saw Roger uh, kind of give his casual approval, uh, it it went great.
0: Yeah, it did. And, uh, well, his little three-by-five card, I think he had to go get a flip chart (laughs) because the (laughs) customer... customers were going oh my god your bagels blah oh my goodness your limp celery. that <laughs> was tiny 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 details and and as i was listening i was thinking why am i doing this this is so unimportant and it isn't it was my first no. lesson in retail that every darn grape matters because yes. there is a profit margin so <laughs> you know, you anyhow <laughs> it was one of those frozen moments And I've had other frozen moments where I didn't acknowledge, and it was a huge international meeting of 150 people. And I was not partnered with somebody. This is why partners matter. So I was all alone and I could tell that I had jam-packed the agenda too much (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: as was my- Imagine that. Yeah, right. (laughs) Come on, people move it. (laughs) Sometimes it worked, (laughs) sometimes it didn't. But, and I knew there was something odd going on in the atmosphere. And I literally froze when some electric thing happened. And this was all about innovation and new products. And I could have done a million things. And instead, I, we, I stood in front of that group and waited for whatever it was to be fixed. I didn't say a word. And I disappointed the CEO with the results of that. And it was also on the very moment when he promoted me to the executive level. I went home terrified. Yeah. Not terrified. In anguish. And of course the CEO flew back to Europe. And we never debriefed that. Listen to me. I'm still sick yeah. about it. Let me do and It was consider- horrible. People had a good
1: time. That was, well, the I was gonna of- answer that.
0: Oh no! It was. I was bad. going to ask you
1: if if you thought it was a failure.
0: Yes. Okay. And I and I already know what I would have done differently. We had people. We had uh, people come from idea, which was you know how to generate ideas, um, and we had a team building with uh, with pizza dough. Everybody had pizza dough, and then we were going to yeah. judge. And I didn't pull out the learning for for it. I froze again. And. It rained (laughs) 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 on on tables full of slimy dough, and (laughs) it just didn't work. And I let myself get lost. I lost my foot. Um, So I didn't pull out what could have been very good, and I I count that as a failure. And and out of if I hadn't frozen, and if I had said, well, this sucks, let's talk, everybody had to bring a product that they thought would be uh, viable in the future, a new yep. product. So that alone could have filled the two days. Everybody talking so, about their product and why. I had stuffed that agenda. I'm dying.
1: Well, that, <laughs> you know, so so Joyce, there's so many lessons or good uh, things to be teased out of your yeah. story. Yeah. Right. The first is, if you want to play in the space of the demand on HROD to be bold and lean into their fear, uh, guess what? There's going to be failure. You, you're, you know, there's going to be setbacks when you're out there doing something for the first time. Um, and and if it, it, it makes you cringe and feel horrible in the moment, or like you just did years later, but you probably learned a lot from that. <laughs> well, you said, I, I know how I would do it differently. Well, I'm sure you, know, you did do it differently.
0: Well, you know what? Part of what, uh, in terms of being bold and experimental, I rarely got to do something twice. Yeah. You know, I was always innovating. But, yes, at another uh, session, in another meeting with that top group, in fact, it was when that top international group came back for the, uh, got together for the first time. I did magnificent work.
1: Yeah.
0: I know it. <laughs> oh, yeah. In fact, so- <laughs> everybody stood in awe of it. And I can't remember a lot of what I did, except I was in the flow, going with the moment, noticing what was happening, shifting uh, configurations of people, uh, talking about, finally, I talk talked about loss when you join a group, the fear of what you're going to lose, and the truth is, you are going to lose it.
1: Yeah. So, I'm going to. Please um, rescue me. Make. I'm going to make you feel a little uncomfortable because you yes. said earlier about. Uh, I. I suddenly did. I suddenly did the same thing twice. Um, what? What? And that may be true, but what I observe, if I look at your the arc of your career. Uh, and I look at the people both in h r and o d that you worked with. Um, you created uh, an energy where people were willing to take risks and go out and do uh, what you've demonstrated and so by ex- you know you led by example. so i I see leaders that grew uh, took more risks so um don't don't be so hard on yourself
0: i I, I won't, but I also because i i I, sometimes i did wonderful things in a row you know so (laughs) i did some more often than not and the real point is yeah you're right fear excitement i really worked more from excitement and in fact sometimes i would get fearful in the middle of whatever idea I had and thank God you were there and Helen who would say you just um would keep it going when I'd gone what have
1: I done so like you know I I, so I I'd, I'd like to uh uh channel some of uh our learnings from the grief cycle uh you know the stages of grief and you're like what the hell does this have to do I I think if I look at the process of being bold and taking risk, uh, maybe not with you, but it's interesting where you have an idea, you get excited, Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. you get
1: close to it, and it scares the living daylights out of you. Mm -hmm. And then you ultimately get back into the excitement of doing it. Um, I I I just made that up. I'm not Bill Bridges, but I just made that up. Well, Bill Bridges
0: was a big help. Um, uh, here's something bold I did. when, um, And what I'm talking about is when you are scared to do it, excited to do it, and know it's uh, risky. What do you risk? You're employed, but you risk losing goodwill and an internal OD leader has to do that but it was when there was an acquisition going on and I could smell something the top leadership disappeared they kept going into Mm -hmm. rooms and shutting the door and then uh, there was something happening you could feel a leadership vacuum and I asked for time on the agenda of the top seven people. Yep. I said, I just wanted to talk about something. And I went in and talked about something big is going on. I can tell you've disappeared from view. I assume it's something big, like an acquisition. And people are frightened of your disappearance. I don't know how else to put it. And one of the officers just yelled at me and said, don't go doing therapy with this group. And I said, I'm not, I'm just giving you um, a feel for the atmosphere that you may not know. And I, Realized they were afraid, yeah, and I was giving voice to fear, and they were terrified and that's when I reached out to Bill Bridges on transitions, yeah, and had him come to the top mm, twenty five maybe to talk about that process of loss and fear when you're in a big transition of any kind be it marriage or an acquisition or a divorce or whatever and yep. we could give we could see the pattern of the transition and it was oh people came kicking there they did not want to come to that workshop and i didn't ask for yeah, you
1: told yeah
0: yeah i don't know why they did it frankly maybe it was it because worked. i went in and said what i said but it gave language yes uh and an overview of what they were going through so another sure. thing to it normalized appreciate. it yeah and the well and now it's so normal that we can't find the pattern for steadfastness <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i i'd like to give two examples uh, leaning into fear and being scolds, uh, scared and and still in, in that light, being bold with your action. The one happened in HR and is pretty heavy. The other one happened when I was consulting into a company and is more of a lighthearted story. Um, I remember uh, being this early in my career and a, a divisional vice president came to me and said, I want to fire this district manager, and I asked why, and he went through, you know, that the person wasn't being honest, was deceiving with certain numbers that he was reporting out. And after uh, we had a conversation, it, it became really clear to me that that this person's leadership and their focus was actually promoting the kind of discretion that he wants to fire this person for. So in that moment, I shifted from, okay, yes, let's fire him to like, have you given some thought about how you as a leader are creating that kind of behavior? And this guy was being groomed. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I, in that, and it was a painful moment because I got, I got really called out uh, and, and screamed at like, mm-hmm. how dare me? Mm-hmm. Um and and at the end of the day, you know, how, as often happens, while he was angry and struck out at me in that conversation, and I was terrified, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took a couple of days, but he came back to me and said, I've had some time to think about it, and I think you're right. Um, and so that was one where, I, you know, early in my career, I thought I was going to be gone. And I think whether you're HR, OD, that that whole notion of telling your truth, um, when it will be so easy just to kind of go with the flow, uh, is to me, that's what being uh, scared and having fear, but leaning into it moving forward.
0: And I'm thinking, um, you know, they'd say, oh, D, it's telling truth to power, like it's fun. Not when it's real. No. Not when it's really real. It's uh, some little things are okay, but it's the power differential that's really yes. a tricky aspect of large organizations in general. And um, we've gotten so, oh, we're just all in the club and it's all great and we love each other. Um, that power differential is always there. And I, don't oh, yeah.
1: know, and I don't know how to create it, <laughs> but it is. Yeah. And, and they call that card. I mean, as, as I was telling the story, I remember being told, how dare me? How dare you infer that I somehow caused that behavior? I mean, it was, yeah. can I go to yeah. the lighter moment? Please. Yes. So I can shift out of it. So this is one where I was doing uh, a learning series inside an organization. And this was... Uh, the topic was about adaptive leadership and kind of being in the flow and adjusting. And it was a group of engineers. So these are people that are very concrete. Uh, you know, they're people that uh, will personally tell you, like, you don't want to do that with engineers because we're all pretty straight and we're all pretty, you know, by the numbers and precise. And I decided to do an improv exercise. Mm-hmm. that put people in uncomfortable situations and it, it was a big risk and I let the CEO know that I was doing it and she said I trust you so I'm in my first session and it was a remote session meaning we did it outside the corporate offices brought in not only the leadership but some hourly people and so I, I set up the exercise and I had them in pairs literally doing the improv I gave them their instructions uh yes and you remember that um and there's a nice buzz in the room and then all of a sudden uh a uh, a guy like says hey I got a question does anyone else know why the hell we're doing this because mm-hmm. I don't have a clue mm-hmm. and you know there was like oh my god like you know cold water on the whole room and I kind of stopped, brought everyone back together. And, and I said, I think that's a great question. And so I leaned into an exercise that as soon as the guy said, hey, maybe I'm alone, but I have no idea why the hell we're doing this.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: He was the catalyst for a much deeper conversation that really got to um, behaviors and patterns of, of thinking and doing that kind of keep you stuck. Uh, so that's somewhere where I took the risk. I thought I sunk the ship. And then instead of making the guy a goat, like, no, you're the only one that doesn't know, I leaned into his question and it ended up being a magical moment.
0: Uh, I remember doing the same thing with, with an offsite, the top 125 people. And we had a really good design and we were having a nice time. <laughs> And after lunch, <laughs> two of the two outspoken people said, "What is this crap?" Yeah, and and began to um, pick at everything, and it was almost I mean. I've sensed their scare really, but yeah, uh, yeah. And It was such. A, I would say I knew ninety-seven percent of the people in the room wanted to just go on. Yeah, And I said, you know, we've got to check the validity of what they're saying. So you who are saying that, will you tell us more? And then we're going to see if we need to change anything. And yeah. it, took, it killed the design. But once again, it ended up a really rich discussion. Um, yeah. I want to, re- re- here's, uh, here's some things that I remember being bold about too. When there was a new format group set up. Um, I certainly wasn't included. I just went and said, I need to understand this thinking. It will help me understand retail and blah, 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 blah. And, um, I didn't tell my boss first, I was going to do that. Uh I just figured I was, it was in my first year. I, well, maybe it wasn't, I don't know, but I, I knew that it'd be great for me. And I ended up leading the group, you know, facilitating yeah. and um, help them break through. And this was another bold thing by giving them construction paper and said, would each of you design a store pretend I'm a kinder kindergartner, and you're going to make where you place things, why make the moneymakers red. Did it anyhow, I gave them and they yeah, made, yeah. it was wonderful. It was really, settled a lot of issues that they were just jabbering about but, but 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 my boss was kind of afraid to yank my chain because it had gone so well yeah uh, and she, oh i know why and she was in the room okay <laughs> he was in the room when i showed up um so what i'm saying is it you also have to manage, if you're going to do big work, you've got to yes. be sure you're including your own power <laughs>
1: structure
0: yeah. because it's not approved. And I don't mean so, as in oh, bowing yeah bowing and all that, but you've got to um, OD people that take on a big role can be threatening to the power structure in HR and OD. And you've got oh, to make yeah.
1: that
0: they that you know they're the boss. Listen to this; it's a really yeah. I don't know what I'm saying.
1: Well, no, I, I think it's important. And Joyce, we're we're at a point we need to uh, close the conversation. Okay, um, but I. <laughs> there's, oh my God, you're doing an
0: intervention and I'm going to say,
1: what? How dare you? What? I, I know I'm laughing because you're like, no, we can't end. There's too much That's more right. to talk about. But uh, at any rate, uh, I think this has been a, a, a very uh, um, important conversation yes. um, because if, I, it could be, yeah. And if I think about uh, the examples that we gave, um, it was almost to the point of putting your job on the line. And, and uh, when I was going through coaching training, life coaching training, uh, one of the instructors said, you know, if at some point in the relationship, you're not wondering whether you're about to get fired by your client, then chances are you're probably not stretching the limits of their capability or your impact as uh, a coach. And I would say the same is true. Uh, I mean, even though we were whimsical and laughing, there were examples where it could have been a game changer, like you're out.
0: I used to come home and say, okay, I, I'm finally lost my job. Every six weeks, about people would say, you'd come home. I do want to say there's a difference in coaching and yeah. being in the power structure of a large company. Oh, yeah. Company. Uh, period. Yeah, no, absolutely. Power structure another time.
1: So, Joyce, any clever, wonderful ways of closing this conversation until the next time? I hope you
0: get excited enough. And if you're not, figure out why not get excited enough to have an idea that you would love to implement. And if you need to talk with others, if you need to take a class, you need to, you need to, I don't like that phrasing. It's important for you to do your assessment and follow your intuition and have a new idea that you want to test. Period.
1: Perfect. I, I have it in my head, so I'll just blurt it out as my final thought. Um, I love Frank Sinatra and I love <laughs> his music and, and, and he has uh, some lyrics in uh, one of his songs about, I've had regrets, mm-hmm. um, but too few to mention. Uh, I think that if you're doing this work and you're being bold, your goal is the same as what Frank Sinatra said in those lyrics. Yeah, you're gonna look back and have some regrets, but make sure that it's too few to mention. So, till Until next time. time. Come out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> till the next time. Okay. Take care. See you, everybody. Our goal is to provide thought-provoking and meaningful, timely topics in every conversation that we have on the Bob and Joyce podcast. So, uh, I have, we have a favor to ask if you have a topic or if there's something that's happening with your organization that you want us to delve into, please let us know. You can contact us by reaching out through bobandjoyce.com. We answer each message and we look forward to hearing from you. So until next time, be well and be safe.